Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back for another episode of the Calling Caffeinated Podcast. I went on a little hiatus because we were adjusting to life as a family of five. As you guys know, my daughter, Honora, has been in the NICU for 126 days, and she finally came home in mid-May. So I took the month of June off to just adjust to learning how to uh, feed her. She has a, a, a feeding tube called a gastrostomy tube. So I've been learning how to use the pump. I've been learning uh, how to take care of all of her special needs. She has about 10 specialist appointments and tons of therapies moving forward. So we've just been kind of learning how to manage uh, and adjusting and setting new boundaries and uh, getting all three siblings introduced to one another, which is so beautiful. It's so sweet to see my four-year-old and my three-year-old just loving on her. I promised her sunshine and siblings and a family who loves her and butterflies and walks outside and by golly, she is getting all of them. So we are so happy and I'm so happy to be back after this little hiatus. I've never done this kind of episode before, but I got a letter from a lovely young lady named Catherine, and she's struggling in a couple of different areas. And as soon as I read her letter, my heart just went out to her because this letter just encapsulates so much of the struggle of discernment and so much of the struggle that I went through. So I knew immediately that I wanted to do an episode answering her question in, in full. I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Choose Life Rosaries. Choose Life is on a mission to equip all Catholics with rosaries for life. Choose Life firmly believes that even the youngest Catholic can develop a devotion to the rosary and come to know our mother Mary. And they do that through their offering of beautiful silicone teething rosaries, which are perfect for little babies like mine. My daughter, Nora, has one, and they're safe for children to chew, and they're absolutely gorgeous. My my Nora has the Vintage Blooms Rosary. Choose Life is doing a sale through the entire month of July. It is Christmas in July, so you are going to want to spoil yourself and everyone you love with these incredible sales. Use the code CAFFEINATED10 to get 10% off your order, but please do note that that code will not work on the one-day-only sales. Those are already so good that you're going to get an amazing discount on those anyway. But for all the other orders, Caffeinated 10 is going to get you 10% off. So go ahead and head on over, take a look at their baby rosaries, but then also take a look at their gorgeous adult bracelets um, that can be used for praying the rosary. So if you struggle to complete a rosary, which I know I do, Choose Life is the answer. So go on over to C-H-E-W-S life.com choose life.com and use the code caffeinated 10 for 10% off now back to Catherine's letter here's what she wrote to me hey Stacy I'm listening to your podcast and you mentioned how you found freedom in not just telling the Lord what you want but surrendering to what he wants I'm currently struggling through that in a couple areas of my life including my desire for my vocation feeling lost in my current career path and figuring out my next living situation I've recognized that I have a deep heartache to be loved, particularly, individually, intentionally, and for someone to really care about what I want and what I like. I'm currently asking God about this ache and to heal my heart from the conviction that he doesn't care about what I want. Every time I surrender my desires to God, I just get sad like I'm giving up. How can I surrender what I want if I don't think he cares? 
if I don't think he wants to give me what I want. I figured I would try asking you and see what you thought. Thanks. Catherine, I am so excited for you because you are at this incredible point where you are ready to ascend to a brand new place of living, a more real place where your faith is more real than ever before. So I totally hear that you are uncomfortable, you're scared, and I totally relate to that. But I'm so excited for you because you're at the threshold of just living with a whole new outlook. And this is so exciting for you. So I'm just thrilled for you that you're bringing your honest questions to God. You're bringing your full, your whole heart to God. And I'm so thrilled to see that God is going to bless that. He's going to bless that desire to, um, to have him fulfill those, those really deep aching desires. So, uh, I wanted to share with you here, a quote from St. Teresa of Avila. She says, whoever makes a habit of prayer should think only of doing everything to conform his will to God's. Be assured that in this conformity consists the highest perfection we can attain, and those who practice it with the greatest care will be favored by God's greatest gift and will make the quickest progress in the interior life. Do not imagine there are other secrets. All our good consists in this. That quote is equal parts terrifying and truthful and uh you know it just really shines light on the the fact that surrender to the lord giving him our will is the big kahuna of the spiritual life this is this is where the whole thing is at um and so this is a massive question this is not something small so feel free to put it front and center in your spiritual life and really give yourself a lot of time to tackle this big question I also just want to say, Catherine, that I completely relate to your struggle. I felt all these same things that you are expressing during my discernment of my religious life. Um, and uh, I said my, I don't know why I said my religious life, just my discernment of religious life. Um, I had my friend Mike Creevy on my podcast um, a bunch of episodes back, and he said this, this great thing that's always stuck with me. He said, at some point, you're going to have to stop renting your parents' faith, and you're going to have to purchase your own, and it's going to cost you something. And in fact, it's going to cost not less than everything. That quote has always stuck with me, and particularly during my discernment of religious life, I really came to that sticking point. I was doing a holy hour every day. I didn't have my phone while I was filming The Sisterhood, the reality show that I was on. And those were distra- all the distractions were removed, and I started to really look in the face of uh, my future and my faith and what really what it was all about. And so, um, like you, I kind of experienced this sticker shock of realizing how much the down payment of trust is going to cost. And that sticker shock really stuck with me for weeks, gosh, months even. So uh, at the time when I was discerning religious life, and maybe you've already encountered this on my website, but for anyone who doesn't know about this, I give away this prayer of surrender for free because I just want the world to have it. So if you go to stacysummerow.com, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. You can go and just click on the green subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of the page and go ahead and enter your email and it'll instantly come to your inbox. Um, Just go ahead and look. There's a packet called How to Make the Right Choice. And within that packet, I believe it's on page two or three, is the prayer of surrender. So Catherine, maybe you're already doing this, but I just recommend that you go ahead and pray that prayer slowly every day. This was life-changing for me. I've spoken about it quite a a bunch on this podcast. Um, But what it does is it goes through every area of your life. And when um, the priest who gave it to me gave it to me, he recommended that I pray it really slowly and kind of imagine myself putting each thing individually into God's hands. And the things that you don't want to give up that day the things that are really hard to to put into his hands, those are exactly the things, the areas that you need to surrender. So it can 
not only increase your trust in God, but it can really identify the areas where you're struggling. By the way, if you hear um, a little coughing in the background, that's my little sweet girl. She's taking a little nap. Um, oh, she's stretching. She's so cute. That's my little sweet Honora. Um, she's my little co-pilot today, so you may hear some. You may hear some contributions from her. Great. So I just wanted to put that out there. Prayer of surrender, life changing for me. Really identified where I'm withholding trust from God. So. I'm really looking forward, Catherine, to offering thoughts on how to help you move your journey with the Lord forward. This is a very personal journey. So how the Lord guides you, how he speaks to you is going to look very different for you than it did for me or for anyone else. But I hope I can offer some thoughts that are helpful. So moving forward, I have two questions for you that I would love for you to take into your reflection time. I love journaling. That works great for me. So these questions may serve as really fantastic journaling questions for you. So the purpose of these questions is to just diagnose the reason behind why you're having trouble trusting in the Lord's plan. And once again, you're not weird for having trouble trusting in the Lord's plan. Of course, we all have to go through this. We all have to pass through this threshold. But diagnosing it is important. And then depending on how you answer those questions, I have some things for you to try that will maybe just help you take the next right steps in learning to trust God more deeply. And also learning to understand how much he loves you because that is absolutely foundational. So here's the first question. Where have I seen God's provision for me in my past? Where have I seen God's provision for me in my past? So just take a look into some of the hard situations that you've already come through in your life. Sometimes I forget how many things I've already been through that the Lord has already pulled me through. It's like, I think on the Abiding Together podcast, they called it spiritual amnesia. I totally have that. So where can you see God working and how he provided for you in the past? You know, my my trust with my husband is built on five years of marriage. And, and God also wants to build our trust on a solid foundation that takes place over time. So look back at the course of your life and write down where God actually has already pulled you through difficult situations and think about maybe where the outcome that you wanted was uh, not as good as the outcome that he wanted, where you actually learned to trust in his plan more than your own. For example, uh, in my own life, I look back and I was uh, I wanted to go to New York University so badly to study theater. When I was a senior in high school, I applied, I went up and I auditioned. A lot of different things happened. It was not the ideal audition at all. I kind of bombed it, so I didn't get in. And I had been praying for it so hard and I really thought that this was gonna be the thing that was gonna launch my, my happiness for the rest of my life. But looking back, I can see that God was really providing for me by not me not getting into NYU because honestly, I was so impressionable. I was not at all ready to go live in the highly secular culture of New York City. I think I would have made some terrible choices um, to be that young and living there. So looking back, I didn't see that as God's provision. Uh, but oh, sorry, at the time, I didn't see that as God's provision. But looking back, I do see that in retrospect. So I've been journaling for a lot of years. I have a lot of prayers written down that God has answered. And so when I just look back at my journals, I I really can see God's provision and his protection in my life and how his plan really has superseded all of my own plans for my own life. And that that reminding myself of that foundation can really help me surrender everything that I'm going through today with a lot more confidence. So maybe your answer is like mine. Maybe you have a lot of prayer journals and you've and you've really been um, looking at the Lord's promises and he's fulfilled them for you. But maybe you look back and you can't really see God's provision as much or you're just not quite used to looking at your life that way. And this exercise maybe feels a bit inauthentic to you. 
And that's okay too. I don't care what your answer to the question is as long as it's honest. <laughs> so I just have some thoughts to offer on how you might begin building that sort of solid foundation of trust. One of uh, my podcast guests was uh, a gentleman named Joshua Mazarin. He's a scripture scholar. And he encouraged me to read the book, the, read the Bible as a book of promises. That really changed my outlook on how I read the Bible. Reading the Bible as a book of promises means that you really get into scripture, you take it very personally, and you recognize that it's the living and the active word of God, and you really look to see what God is trying to uh, show you about himself today, how he wants you to get to know him today, and, and what he wants to provide for you today. So. The way I read the Bible is not from start to finish because honestly, I just get lost like in Leviticus and it just gets very dry. So rather than kind of reading start to finish, I encourage you to, you could skip around if you wanted to, um, but the way I do it that is sustainable for me is I read a chapter of the Old Testament starting at the beginning and then I read one of the Psalms. There's 150 Psalms, so you could read the book of Psalms twice in a year if you read it every day. And then I read one chapter from the New Testament. And that really helps keep it from getting too dry. And it usually offers enough of a variety that I get to see something, there's something in there. Even if one chapter is quite dry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something that really speaks to me. Um, and certainly the Psalms are, they're evocative, they're emotional. They really speak to me where I'm at when I'm struggling with something. And then after that, just give God some space and just ask him, what are you trying to tell me today? 15 minutes will do for starters. And the whole thing takes less than half an hour. It's a great way to get started just reading the Bible and starting to build that foundation of trust. So some of the, the promises that I have found in scripture, and there's so many, this is only a small smattering, but some of my very favorites are God's words, I will be with you always, even until the end of time. That's Matthew 28, 20. You can totally hold God to that promise in a moment where you feel alone and say, God, you promised to be with me. Please show me yourself today. Uh, another one that I love is, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28, words of St. Paul, my spiritual crush. I love that man. And uh, that might actually be a really great verse for you to write down and really meditate on because of where you're at right now, um, believing that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. Another one of my favorites is, in this world you will have trouble, but take courage, for I have overcome the world. That's John 16, and certainly when any problem you have feels insurmountable, you can hold God to that promise and say, You've, you have overcome the world, please provide for me, please show me your provision. So there's just so many good ones, and they're just there waiting for you to discover them. It's all based in relationship. It all takes time. So give yourself permission every day to take that time. Um, read scripture every day, journal every day, and watch that trust begin to build and the blessings begin to flow. Now, you mentioned that you were having trouble trusting that the Lord really loves you, and so this is an awesome way to get started. Just say maybe the request you want to make is, God, please show me your love for me today. I think that's a prayer that God would love to answer and look for him to answer it creatively. One time my prayer was, God, show me where you're, how you love me today. I need to know your love for me. And I literally got a package in the mail with a beautiful necklace of the sacred heart that a friend just sent me kind of out of the blue for no reason at all. And that was just such a beautiful, creative way to answer the prayer. My story is going to look very different than your story, but God is waiting to provide for you when you just really ask him. You're his child, and he really wants you to know that. So don't be afraid to bring him uh, those very, you know, very specific desires every day. Okay, 
On to the second reflection question that I have for you. What is my image of God? What is my image of God? Do you see God as a judge, an overly strict parent, you know, that teacher that you hated in the third grade, a friend who betrayed your trust? Or do you see God as a loving parent to whom you can bring everything, to whom you can bring everything and anything? Do you see him as the lover of your soul who's pursuing you, the good father who's just waiting for you to ask in order that he might fulfill your needs and desires? So this all-knowing, all-loving creator of the universe, he knows what you need before you ask him. And there's this great quote of St. Basil that I just want to read for you right here. He says, We ought to ponder well on this thought, that we are the work of a good workman, and that he dispenses and distributes to us all things great and small with the wisest providence, so that there is nothing, nothing bad, nothing that could even be conceived better. That's a really challenging quote, that every single thing that happens to us is the best thing that could happen to us. Um, and the only reason that we would be able to believe that is if we believe that God is our good parent, that God is leading us by the hand wherever we're going. You know, my children every day, um, we wake up and we go new places and we do new things that they've never done before and they have to trust me and they do. They put their hand in my hand and they just let me lead them where I want them to go. And uh, they trust me because they believe that I have their best interest in mind and, and it's so important for any discernment. So I, I want to help you perhaps adjust your image of God and help you believe that he's not looking to punish or discipline you or be that person who betrayed you in the past. Um, I know that struggle well myself. And believe me when I say that the devil is going to do everything in his power to keep you in the darkness. He wants more than anything for you to feel like you have to hide from God, just like Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden after they disobeyed God. So to help with this, I really want to encourage you to seek out a spiritual director and perhaps a therapist if you need it to heal any wounds in your past that need to be healed. Again, I, I don't know you, so I don't know if you need therapy, but I certainly um, have gone to therapy myself. Uh, I'm going now to help heal my experience in the NICU, and I, I certainly recommend it as a way to just help you move forward in wholeness and um, help heal anything that's happened to you that may be affecting your image of God. So I have shared my testimony multiple times in the past uh, about how God really helped heal my image of him, um, but I think it maybe bears repeating in a in a a brief manner. So, uh, cause I shared it, I think two years ago on the podcast. So there, I had an experience that I want to share with you, Catherine, that really helped my image of God, um, to understand truly that he is the lover of my soul, that he's pursuing me and that he, that he only wants my good and that I can trust him because he's got everything under control. Um, so I was uh, praying after mass. One of the days that I was filming the sisterhood becoming nuns, there were no cameras present. This was just me and God received communion. I was praying and, um, an image came to mind that I really love, um, of Jesus. It's my favorite image of him. And the reason is because of the look in his eyes and he has just a look of total and complete compassion and love and desire. And he's holding out his heart to you in his hand. Um, toward the viewer of this picture. And in this moment, it really was, was like a vision. It was a gift that was given to me to understand that this is real. This picture isn't just a picture. It's actually real. Jesus was there in front of me, handing me his heart. And at the time, I didn't know what to do with it. And he asked me to take out my heart and put his heart where mine used to be. And so I did. And in this prayer experience, it was like I could open a little door in my chest. And I did. And I, I took out my heart. And my heart happened to look very 
shriveled and stony and gray. It was about one-tenth of the size of his heart. And I, I took out my heart and I put his beautiful, vital, glowing, loving, beating heart in where mine used to be. And I'm holding my heart in my hand and I'm like, well, what should I do with this? And he said, may I have it, please? And he certainly could have demanded it. That would have been well well within his right, but he asked for it so gently. And I was so completely aware in that moment that what I had to give to him, when I gave him my trust, when I gave him my future, when I gave him my heart and every part of myself, I was giving away so much less than I was receiving. I was receiving the most beautiful, responsive, um, loving heart in the entire universe. And what I had to offer in return was so small in comparison. But I also had such an awareness that that was exactly what he wanted, that 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 trust and that love was all that he wanted from me and that that would really make him happier than anything. And so I gave him my heart and he put my heart in his chest where his heart used to be. And ever since then, that has really transformed my spirituality. You know, I was I was given this gift of this prayer experience and it stayed with me to this day. And every time I talk about it, I really... Uh, I cry most of the time because it is still so powerful. And however God is going to reach you, it's going to be different for you. It's going to be completely unique and personal and amazing. It's going to blow your mind, but I can't tell you what that's going to be for you. So, you know, how you get there is going to be a very personal journey. Maybe uh, daily mass is going to help get you there. Reading scripture, uh, reading other spiritual books. Adoration is great. Journaling is great. Using the Hallow app is great. In fact, if you've never tried meditative prayer before, I do recommend the Hallow app. Um, they uh, they have a partnership with me. So if you follow the link in the show notes, it's hallow.com slash Stacey Summerow. You can get a free premium trial, which is an awesome way to just help you get into understanding meditative prayer in a, in a way that I've never really seen before, to be honest. Um, so I recommend that. Uh, the rosary, other rote prayers, those are also great, but do make sure that you just supplement with quiet space, allowing God to speak adoration. You know, you don't have to do everything, but just make sure that you're doing something every day to build that trust. And don't be afraid to, to ask for those things that you need. You know, God really does want to provide them for you. And I've found in my life, the way that God works is he doesn't usually provide things well in advance where I know what the plan is. It's usually he provides moment to moment. And that is something that I rail against because I am a planner and I want to know what my future holds. Um, but Meg Hunter Kilmer had this, this great realization. She shared it on my podcast, a, a bunch of episodes back. And she said that she was praying one day and, and she wanted to know God's will. And, and God said, I don't want you to know my will. I want you to do my will. And so just know that you can free yourself from the expectation that at any point in your life, you're going to know the plan <laughs> because certainly I still do not have it figured out. And it, it is hard living kind of moment to moment and uh, building this trust and then allowing God to lead you just as I lead my children from place to place and they don't know where they're going next. But you can trust that the person who's leading you, the one who's leading you is the one who's laid down his life for you, the one who has your best interest in mind, the one who's died for you. That's how much he loves you. So uh, so just keep bringing your fears to prayer. Keep surrendering everything. I recommend that prayer of surrender, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. And um, and I pray for you. I, I will pray for you that God really fulfills this deep ache in your heart and that he shows himself to you. 
Before I leave you, I do want to recommend this incredible book called Trustful Surrender to Divine Providence. This is something that has just come into my life in the last couple of months, and I highly recommend it. Uh, My trust in the Lord has certainly been very severely tested this year in a new way. My daughter um, did 126 days in the NICU, and that grueling journey was so hard on my faith life. And I asked a fellow special needs mom of a little boy who was in the NICU, and then he had uh, pretty severe disabilities, and then he ended up actually passing away at age four. And I asked her, how did she cope with that? How did her faith survive and get stronger through that experience? Because I was really struggling with trusting God. And she just kind of quietly, she just lent me this book, and she said, you know, read this. She said, I just read this, and this is that was it. I just, I just knew that this is God's plan and I could trust him. So, you know, that this book is (laughs) magic. It's incredible. Um, and it's, it's very challenging, but it's very full of truth. Again, it's called Trustful Surrender to Divine Providence, The Secret of Peace and Happiness. It's by Father Jean-Baptiste Saint-Geray and Blessed Claude de la Colombière. They were both Jesuits. And I'm going to put a link for it in the show notes or put the title of it in the show notes. Um, I have this great, quote from here that I just wanted to read to you in conclusion. The quote is, so what are we worried about? God is looking after us and yet we are full of anxiety. We trust ourselves to a doctor because we suppose he knows his business. He orders an operation which involves cutting away part of our body and we accept it. We're grateful to him and pay him a large fee because we judge he would not act as he does unless the remedy were necessary and we must rely on his skill. Yet we are unwilling to treat God in the same way. It looks as if we do not trust his wisdom and are afraid he cannot do his job properly. We allow ourselves to be operated on by a man who may easily make a mistake, a mistake which may cost us our life, and we protest when God sets to work on us. If we could see all that he sees, we would unhesitatingly wish all he wishes. We would beg him on bended knees for those afflictions we now ask him to spare us. To all of us, he addresses the words spoken to the sons of Zebedee. You know not what you ask. O blind of heart, your ignorance saddens me. Let me manage your affairs and look after your interests. I know what you need better than you do yourselves. If I paid heed to what you think you need, you would have been hopelessly ruined long ago. (laughs) Challenging, truthful, very beautiful, and certainly a lot to think about. So may God bless you, Catherine. Thank you so much for reaching out with this question any of my other listeners, if you have a question, I I might, you know, I'm certainly open to answering that, either bringing it to one of my expert guests that I bring on the podcast, or if I feel that I have something to offer, I will go ahead and answer it on a future episode as well. I do want to invite you to join my Patreon community. Patreon is a website that allows creators and artists to create sustainable income through monthly pledges. For my Patreon, it starts at a very low rate. It's just $5 a month is the starting pledge. And when you join, you actually gain access to monthly video chats. And I love these. If you are struggling, if you can't find community, if you need a community of amazing people, come and join our video chats. This isn't the kind of thing where I do a live stream and everybody watches me. It's an actual video chat where we're all essentially on a Zoom call together and everybody can contribute to the conversation. We have built authentic, real friendships. People from, gosh, we usually have at least 
people from 10 different states on each call. And so we're building this community from around the country. I just absolutely love it. And we've got single people, we've got married people, we've got people who have been in religious life, we've got all kinds of different people joining from all around the United States and uh, sometimes other countries. It's just amazing. So you can come on over to patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. Uh, you also get access to my secondary podcast called Coffee Sips, which is my faith and lifestyle show. Have a ton of fun over there producing that, uh, as well as other freebies that I don't share anywhere else. So please come on over and consider joining. Also, I want to invite you on pilgrimage with me to the Holy Land. This is going to be happening January 17th through the 25th of 2022. So it's this coming January. Listen, if you've never been on a pilgrimage before, it is time. Israel is open and accepting tourists and pilgrims like us. We're going to be eating the best Mediterranean food in the world, floating on the Dead Sea, saying mass afloat on the Sea of Galilee. We're going to see all of the most important sites of Christ's life. It's going to be a heck of a good time. So don't miss out. Go on over to stacysummerow.com pilgrimage. There's a beautiful video that's been put together where you can see a reel essentially of all of the beautiful sites that we're going to be visiting. Um, so just go ahead and tantalize your senses in advance. And if you would like to come with me, I would love to meet you in the Holy land and may God bless you abundantly. Just know of my prayers for you. And I'll see you soon on another episode of called and caffeinated.